Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I am Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat. Things that pop out of my mouth without me consciously thinking. Yep. All right. Tonight, uh, so I'll, let me explain why. Explain where I came up with. There's the not idea. enough time to explain. Where I came from, the where the concept for tonight's uh, topic came from. I listened to today's gam for non uh, non mm-hmm. people non familiar. That's god awful movies. Um, they take different movies, typically with a religious bent, although sometimes not necessarily. But sometimes it's um, pseudoscience. Yeah, like and they, they take those and, and they and they make fun of them. Um, I don't typically listen when it is movies that are narrative uh, or, or not narrative, but like um, acted out. I I only watch when I only listen when it's documentaries specifically because you don't really need. You don't really need to uh, to to know as much about that. Um, it, yeah, listening to them make fun of someone's acting ability when you haven't seen the acting is mm-hmm. kind of a yeah. Exactly, and a lot of times the documentaries you're familiar with some of the people that are in it. So this was or at least the it, arguments they're making are not new. So yeah. yeah. So this one was uh, they were talking about Matt Walsh's uh, "What Is a Woman." Um, I do recommend that episode of Gam because I think they did a great job and I haven't watched What is a Woman. I will not watch What is a Woman, but um, it's a, it was a, it was a good episode. Anyway, the reason, the reason that I, I bring that up is in the episode, they were, they were talking about um, Matt. Uh, what the hell is the guy's name? Did I just, did I just say it? You just said, said Walsh a minute ago. Matt Walsh. Yes. Not the one from Second City or whatever, or the Groundlings or whatever. You know, the, the there's the internet going going crazy about the good Matt Walsh and the bad Matt Walsh. In, in their description on the podcast, because I'm downloading the episode, it says, um, this week we have a brand new guest masochist, Trinity Pixie, for a review of What is a Woman? Matt Walsh's Bigot Mentory, produced by The Daily Wire. So, yes. Bigot Mentory. Yeah. So, in the episode, they're talking about Matt Walsh getting kind of upset and or or talking about you know he he has a very regimented way of thinking about men and women and and some of that he thinks is biblically um backed and some of that he thinks is scientifically backed but then there's also this like just weird there's all the like um all the pieces of of gender and and more maybe more specifically sex that are um more sociological i guess than religious and or scientific and one of those things was that they mentioned in the episode was emotions so they and 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 i used to get frustrated because i I knew people that would do this um it's it's, it tends to be men uh there is a tendency to refer to women as being emotional um when the reason why they're a lot of these men are able to make that claim is that they don't recognize certain male emotions or certain emotions that that they they would recognize that they have but they wouldn't recognize them as emotions so they're not male emotions um the the one that's most specifically that that, that I think of is anger um that everyone has anger 
Um, if you don't, no, I don't. There's a problem. But uh, if you have too much, it's a problem. If you have none, there's a problem. But the point being, anger. So we learned that from um, the Turnabout Intruder episode of original Star Trek when Kirk was split in half with his, his gentle emotions and his aggressive emotions, and neither one was functional without the other. Gotcha. Go back and watch your Star Trek episode. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the uh, <laughs> anger. Anger is is this thing that guys will literally, and, and you know, obviously this is not all guys, but it is very much the Matt Walsh's of the world. And then, not all guys. And some guys, some guys who I think are genuinely, like, not problematic in near, you know, just guys that I would say are somewhat standard guys have this tendency to believe women are, women are more emotional. And, and, and if they realized that anger was an emotion and you were to, like, calculate okay you've expressed emotion 47 individual minutes of today while you were awake and i expressed anger 36 minutes and then i was sad afterwards for nine minutes the guys are counting nine minutes not 46 minutes or i think i did that math wrong but you get the point and so to me i think that's an interesting like first i think obviously i think i'm very think i'm very in tune with my emotions i think i'm very open about it um i tend maybe to have a delay on being able to recognize my emotions sometimes it takes me a few minutes to like be like oh like you know i'm this is where i'm at but i'm not like in denial like if you i'm not going to be like if you if i yelled at you right now and you were next week we were talking about it and you're like well you were yelling at me you were clearly mad at me i'd be like there's not many times where i, would be I like, wouldn't no. say that i would say you know what you did or you know what I'm angry with you. You know. All right. See, Matt Matthew is going to be a uh, he's going to be playing the role of the misogynist <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Why did you assume that was misogyny? Where is your brain going to? I assumed that you were you were mocking the stereotype of a of a woman or a you, wife. Apparently, you think woman and wife when you say that. I just think anyone is passive aggressive. You are such a sexist pig. <laughs> okay, he's going to be playing just the heel in general <laughs> in this episode. Um. So anyway, I've I've spoken quite a bit. Why don't you tell me what you think? I don't disagree with anything you said, but I would add that the men whom of whom you speak, who, who don't want to acknowledge that they have emotions or who think that women have more, the key thing that I think you a word you said in passing there was expressed, and I think that's what a lot of them hook on to mm-hmm. that they don't think they quote unquote have emotions because or they don't because they don't express them. Yeah. They act on them. Right. You know, so all the dude bros who are right now to place this podcast in a moment in time, going on Rotten Tomatoes and slamming the Marvels movie because it's about three women and two of them are of color. So the guys who are slamming that it's purely an emotional act. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing it because their emotions about women and their emotions about people of color. And they're, but they're not screaming and yelling and ranting. They're very calm. They're like, oh, I'm going to do this. They may be even laughing about what they're doing. And so they don't recognize what they're doing as an emotional act mm-hmm. because they're not expressing emotion while they're doing it. But they're totally motivated by emotion. And what they're doing is completely an emotional act, but they wouldn't recognize it as such because they're like, no, it would be emotion if I was screaming while I did it. Right. And that's kind of where they draw the line sometimes that could you tell they have the emotion? Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum, yeah. guys, uh, I think are are more 
willing than to to express um, joy than they are. You know, it's I'd say a, a lot of what we see is anger is fairly obvious, and I think joy can be like, especially like you know, we we're in a time where guys uh, get really big about whatever you know people get really like big into whatever so you're a big football person and your team wins and you show joy and i don't think that but i think that's just excitement and like they don't see that as an emotion either it has to be like emotion the the turn you know we've given it they've given a connotation where it's kind of it emotional is weepy and that is like it's you know do you know what i'm saying Mm mm-hmm if it's a negative emotion yeah. in their eyes, that's emotional. If it's a emotion that they, well, they say if it's an emotion they don't generally express, it's negative. If it's one they generally express, yeah. it's positive. But I also just don't know that you would they would even recognize like that getting excited in a good way at you know for me Star Wars if the new Star a new Star Wars came out or or actually the end of the the last episode of Loki I was very happy about, but happiness is an emotion. But I don't know that those people that call women emotional or call, you know, or who vilify emotions would recognize that as emotions. And I don't know that it is always gender based, although I do think there's a lot of that. And I think that when someone is into, you know, we've seen we see that all the time. If someone if a man is more in tune with non anger, non joy, that the, the emotions that you know, they are in tune with sadness or vulnerability or any of those other things that that becomes feminine. And that's where we fight. You know, we in touch with my feminine side because I had an emotion. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to just like, Oh, I'm a human being who feels things. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's so it, to me, it's, it's crazy to have, you know, have that, to be having that uh, this conversation, like the fact that we, gen- and and I do think that there's a lot of men, and, and I'm sure there's women doing it too. I I can think of one example, but uh, but there's, I'm sure there's women and men both both doing it. But to think that th- there's a lot of these people, and I don't think that they are what you or I or most people would consider typical misogynists. They're not or 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 jerks or anything else. They're just people who aren't necessarily like thinking about it. So this isn't, you know, obviously Matt Walsh is an obvious answer to, to, to give as an example, but you don't have to be Matt Walsh. Like you could yeah, be your average bros who are writing bad reviews for a woman led movie just because it's women. led. Yeah. But I would say there's probably some who are relative. There's probably some guys who in some ways are relatively feminist or relatively woke who just can't connect with this concept. I think there's, there's a term I was Googling furiously, ignoring you, Matt, because you're half listening and half Googling because I can't remember the damn term. And um, as you and I went to a philosophy speech two weeks ago, the philosopher mentioned it, the, uh, the ethicist, I guess uh, in his talk. And it's that the phenomena of when you cut me off in traffic, it's because you're an asshole. When I cut someone off, it's because I'm in a hurry and it's justified. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, there's a name for for that when you hold yourself to a different standard than you hold everybody else to. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, I think that plays into a bit of this, right? You know, is that when I have the emotions, it, it, they're okay. I don't even notice them. That and is true. If someone else has them, they're being emotional. 
Yep. I yeah. Think so. And I'm I think, justified in being angry because look what happened. My team lost. Yeah. You're being angry just because you're, you're just because someone punched you. Wow, what the hell? Right. And then, and I think that when, if you're one of those people who would do this, would, would say you're being emotional, typically it's, it's around some kind of sad emotion or depressed emotion or something like that. Something, like I said before, weepy kind of emotion. And you might be, like, let's say I'm calling you emotional right now. You might be sad, weepy, upset, whatever the case may be, because um, because you just had a stressed you had a stressful day, and you just like that is the way to to let that stress out, right? I may only feel that face that you're making right now when my grandmother dies, and what you know, and like, and that's and not that expression, <laughs> and I meant. Anyway, my point being like, so I say, so for me, that emotion is reserved for a massive deal. And for you, that emotion may be, this is the way, you know, because I like, you know, we we make a good cry sometimes. We don't even need the extreme. Sometimes it's like, you know, it's like the guy cutting you off thing. If I'm not feeling the emotion, then it's not justified for you to be that emotional about it. But the same thing could happen to me and I feel it. And in that case, it is because I can feel it. I yes. can't feel it when you're going through it, so I don't value it. Yeah, no, I definitely. Yeah. Well, that's a lack of empathy. Like you don't need. Yeah, but I mean, no, but, but it's, but no, it's, but I mean, it's not the empathy. Well, I mean, part of it may be empathy, but it's part of it is just the justification that, you know, that to me, a level six on the sadness scale is worth expressing if it's me. But if you express it on a level six, come on, suck it up. There's no reason for you to express it because again, right. it make it's justified when I do it. It's not justified when you do it because yes. I'm, the world is about me, not about you. Yeah, you've heard the thing, and maybe we've even talked about it on the podcast, but uh, the idea that no two people, or that, that there's a possibility that none of us see colors the same way. Yeah, my brother and I had that conversation when I was like six. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I didn't it, even get stoned to have that one. Well, uh, yeah, I think it's that, that kind of conversation emotions there. are relatively similar, I would imagine. Like, right. I don't know that when someone I, sees the way you're acting when you're a child tells you that emotion is called this. And so it is. Yeah. The only difference is that there are certain physiological things that may come with emotions, crying, heart racing. Yeah. But like, it's other than that, like with orgasms too. No, so I think, no, but I, I think that there is definitely, you know, things orgasm? that we, um, God, you and your wife asked the same question. <laughs> Sarah's gonna be Sarah's gonna be like, why do I keep getting brought up? No, she she'll think that's funny. Uh, so anyway, um, I, I think, like, yeah, I think to, to your point of the, of the physiological changes that there are, I I would venture to say, in my estimation, and I'm not an expert of the universe, there are clear cut. This emotion is this. This emotion is mm-hmm. this. This emotion is this. And I think that when you're um, in a healthier balanced place emotionally you properly properly identify most of those when they're occurring to you yeah but i think there are people who do not know how to properly identify when like when they should be feeling sad they get angry yeah you know like because they don't know how to process some of the emotions that they, they process the, the wrong ones yeah and, so they, and obviously a lot of that comes down to what was acceptable and 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 um i mean like I'm lucky I did not really have parents who really like pushed on me the boys don't cry thing. 
Uh, you know, like yeah. I never had that. I mean, my I cried. Well, too. my father, I had the. You want to cry? I'll give you something to cry about. I, 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 I did I, hear I, that. I, I had reasons to cry. I, I did hear like, that. I don't need a reason to cry. I'm already crying. Uh, <laughs> I forget who it was. It Patton Oswalt that said that. It could be. I don't know. But uh, yeah. But they. Um, I. I mean, I would say that I was. I was a overly emotional child. I cried um, on the drop. That drop of a hat. Uh, oh man! Look, the hat fell. Yeah, but and like, so oh, I think that my going? parents were. I think my parents were frustrated with my crying, but that wasn't. They never made me feel like boys don't cry. It was more just like nobody should cry this much. <laughs> um, it's not a gender thing. It's and now, as a parent much. of somebody who cries really fucking easy, I can say, "Oh, okay." And Sarah is the same way. Like Sarah was the same way as a kid, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like this is a lot." Like, oh, so he got it. He got it honestly from both sides to me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I yeah I agree. My, my hippie parents, where expression of emotion is uh, was valued. You know, my dad sang songs that you know he couldn't sing in concert for the first couple of months after he learned them because he would cry singing the song too much. You know, until he got yeah. through the song enough where it wasn't touching anymore. You know, when he was performing. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast. I probably have told you the story, but I'm going to tell it. Um, and so, so. You're aware Sarah nearly died when Logan was a week after Logan was born. She had um, an infection in a C-section incision, and we a, a week to the day after Logan was born, I we went to the emergency room. Uh, they kept her for another week. She was she was in surgeries all week. She had you know it was a major problem. And during that time, I was going to the hospital during the day, and Sarah's mother stayed with Sarah. And I would go and spend the spend the day with them, um, and try to you know work through. Sarah was not super conscious through the first four days or so, so I, Sarah's mother and I were like we were taking notes on all the medical stuff that we needed her to know, and we were doing all that stuff together. And then I would go home so that I could help with Logan because my mom and my sister, and then my aunts, my grandfather, and a couple other people were taking care of Logan. Because Logan was not allowed to go to the hospital because of where Sarah was in um, the hospital, because yeah, he was a week baby. Old. You can't be exposed to everything. Yeah. So we went back and I was going back and forth, and and he, and he won't stop crying. And so. I was exhausted, like at a level of exhaustion that I've really never experienced since. And so, in order to keep myself awake while driving, I would put the radio on, but I wasn't putting on music that I knew because I just felt so shitty that I didn't want to be like. You know, like associate I, a song. That I, I, wanna, well, I don't want to be like, if I can't do it, homie, it can't be done. So I just was like, no, I'm not. I'm going to just turn on the radio. Now, as we all know, anybody that grew up with the radio as like an actual radio is that they play a lot of the same shit. And if a song is popular, they play it over and over and over again during a period. So the song that I heard every single morning on my way to the hospital that entire week was the song Seven Years by Lucas Graham. Are you familiar with the song? No, I, but my sister wrote a song called Seven Years, and oh. I'm like, this, this, why would they be playing her song? It's it never got airplay, unlike, other than a couple of folk music stations. No. So the song the, the, the song tells, the it's it's basically about a, a, a guy telling the story of like how uh, when I was seven years old, my father told me, go and find yourself a wife or you'll be lonely. And, it's, and it 
every verse is a different, you know, it jumps forward a bit. To, it's 14 out of 21. Well, it wasn't always seven, but it was, you know, oh, when I, once it. when I was, you I know, hate that song, man. and then he was like, I was 62. My father got, now I'm 62. My father got 61 or whatever. And, and it's all about life and death and about like getting all the, that stuff. And so it, was very apropos of what I'm experiencing. Here's a you know entire life experience growing old with someone in the, yeah. in the last one. So I never listened to the song. I, I I never would put like after that week, Sarah comes back. We Probably have, why I've never heard it because you don't listen to it. We have a happy life, and then uh, at the beginning of COVID, Logan is watching YouTube. And he finds uh, Fortnite music videos, or and and these were videos where they would just put a song over people playing Fortnite, and so Logan thinks of those songs as Fortnite songs, and he's listening, he's watching it one night, one day, and Fortnite's going on, and it's once when I was seven, and I and I am si- sitting on the couch, and I start crying, <laughs> like wildly crying, and I'm just like weeping, and. Logan for weeks because we were you know we were at that point we were seeing our neighbors because we were all kind of quarantining together we'd go out into the cul-de-sac and have drinks and Logan would go out and be like my dad cries at the Fortnite song and like he would tell anybody that listens to it (laughs) and I'm like it's not a Fortnite song and he would just tell everybody Christmas shoes and after actually after the first time he saw me weep he played it again the next day and he watched me to see and i was like yeah i'm gonna cry every time you play the song i think now when i hear it i don't cry as much because he did it so much but for a while it was like my trigger song because it was so emotional he'll ring a bell to see if i drool (laughs) yeah and i would try to explain that to him but like this is you know like what happened with the kid-friendly version and uh and so he almost killed your mom it was not his fault First of all, it I was didn't not say his it fault. was his fault. I did not apply fault. I just stated a fact. Well, he didn't almost kill her. It was the. I come on. He came out with a damn switchblade. He was like jabbing everywhere. <laughs> I'm here. Did, Here's Logie. It's a thing you do not watch Forged in Fire while you're pregnant. Everyone knows that. Uh, we actually watched Damien. Um, There's no, nothing called Damien. It's called The Omen. Thank you very much. Uh, whatever. I haven't seen Damien's it. Damien's just the kid's name. Uh, I haven't seen The Omen. I need to. I was listening to a podcast about... Uh, so I've been listening to this podcast about the top 100 movies from Cinefix, and they were talking about um, The Exorcist. And one of the guys goes, I prefer The Omen. I just think it's better. <laughs> no, they're both really, really good, good movies. Yeah. yeah. The Omen is uh, not as gory, bloody, jump scary. It's more <laughs> weird and eerie. Yeah. Just, yeah. So anyway. And yeah. it's... Uh, like part one of a, at least a, is it six movies? I mean, like it was made as a standalone movie, but it's it's just the beginning of the story. So but you can watch the other movies. Omen 2 is really good too. I think after that, they dropped off. Like after that, it probably wasn't the same creative team anymore. It was just people, you know, the studio saying, hiring someone to make the sequel. It wasn't the same. Yeah. My, I might call this episode, My Dad Cries at the Fortnite Song. So I, yeah, my my sister's song Seven Years is completely different. Good. It's about a pioneer woman who uh Indians, Native Americans, tribal people raid while her husband's on a business trip and she gets kidnapped and cut to seven years later, um she's like she's 
given birth to two children by her kidnapper, you know, she's part of his property and they're traveling somewhere and in the bushes she sees her husband like watching from the bushes and she's singing to him, it's been seven years that I haven't spoken English, seven years that I've been his, where have you been all this time? And then she sees him turn and leave rather than confront her um, to get her back. Nice. It's a real happy song. Yeah. I'm I'm sending you the the version of Seven Years that I know. Um, okay, I'll send you mine after you. Go ahead, I'll, I'll listen to it. Leah does a real good rendition of it. Yeah. I uh, uh, music does it a lot for me. Music triggers a lot. Um, and there's a song that I heard when I was staying with my dad in June. I went to to Sarah's sister's house to let the dogs out one day um, and I was driving and this song comes on and it's the guy wrote the song when he found out his dad was going to die. And I was just like driving around Massachusetts, just like sobbing. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What were you going to say? Nothing. I just purposely did not say who let the dogs out. Oh, me, 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 me. You know, that song is about women. I did not know that. I, I just know the chorus, so I would. No, like that line is about like about ugly women. I did. Someone told me that recently. Now my friend, um, Danny wrote that song. Did he? He wrote "Ugly Women." It was a satire of people who were talking about guys who were talking about the satire of, of men who don't like women's lib. It was their viewpoint that ugly women want to liberate my life. Ugly women want to steal my girl. Ugly women want to run my life. Ugly women want to rule the world. Kind of a rip song. Oh. Sarcastically. Yeah. I mean, all the women in my mother's friend group would sing it at the top of their lungs at concerts. It's black lips. wish I had friends. Um, must be nice. Orgasms no, and friends. Not always. What, what are those things? See things I don't understand. Yeah. You know, both of them you can be for yourself, so. Yeah. All right. Um, are the do you think there's any other emotions other than uh, undiscovered country of emotions? I was gonna say other than anger and possibly joy that men seem to exhibit, or people who would did, who would accuse others of being emotional. I mean, without... I think there's. I mean, obviously, fear and anxiety. Fear is a good one. Big ones. And I think they're the, also the kind that get expressed by some men as anger because they would see them as weakness, where anger is not seen as weakness, it's seen as a strength. To mm -hmm. them. So they get angry when they're afraid rather than be afraid. Yeah. Rather than express fear, I should say. Yeah. It's it's kind of similar to like the old uh, the old thing where, you know, we talk about homophobia. It's not a phobia. I just hate them. Like, and there is like a truth to that of like that line is real thin, and I think it's that same mental gymnastics. Whenever someone says, "Well, the root of the word," that's not how English works, though. Yeah. I know that's how you do your SAT to try to figure out a word, but in English, yeah. half the words don't because otherwise, regardless and irregardless would be opposites, and they're not opposites. So that's not how English works. Isn't irregardless not a real word? No, it's perfectly a real word. People just get mad that it's a real word because. Oh. It should be the opposite of regardless. It's like air does okay. air doesn't do anything, so people get mad about it. But that's how our language works. I, the way you use it becomes real. I have this is a real frustration that I have. When you like, have oh, an olive, emotion, I got an emotion going on, frustration, and, and I will one hundred percent own that. Own that. Uh, 
when you buy a can of olives, they come... Never, never happens. Okay, I like olives. They <laughs> come pitted, which means that the pit has been removed. That should be yep. de-pitted. It should not be pitted. Pitted is when they have the pit. But right. Well, like I would say, like, it's like funny if you sell someone, you know what, get me um, boned chicken thighs. Wait, when you say bone, do you mean that the bones have been removed, or do you mean you want the bone there because you want it boned? <laughs> or do you I just mean, fuck the chicken thighs? <laughs> no, that's I disgusting because that's what, that's what mashed potatoes are for. Ew. Um, yeah. But it's like, I mean, the, the correct word, it, it means take it out. Yeah. But you're right. Deboned would be much more clear. Like deboned. I tried, Sarah and I, like, this was years and years ago. She had, I asked her if they were pitted. I, I forget. It, it came up and I said to her, why would it be that? And she's like, that's how, that's what they call them. And she showed me on the can. She's right. They, they're they called mm. pitted when the pit well, is removed. It, and her it, mother, her mother was there. And her mother was like. Michael's right. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> no, it's consistent with other things. Yeah. I mean, how many ways are there to skin a cat? When you say that, you mean remove the skin from a cat, not put more skin on. Right? You don't mean de-skin a cat. Yeah. You no? Know? I mean, there's lots of things that, that we, we, you know, you know, when you skin something, you're taking the skin off it. Yeah. So when you're coming, it is going. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> what I find interesting? Sure. When um, women say... That looking for a romantic partner, a sense of humor is important. What do you think they mean? I think they they want someone that's funny. When a man says looking for women, a sense of humor is important. What do you think they mean? They want somebody who understands the way that they joke. <laughs> Thinks they're funny. Yeah. I I so it's funny because I I think that I always think of a sense of humor the way a man would refer to a woman as having but i think that the average that is a pretty big divide and i always think like no there's plenty of people who are funny that don't have a good like my parents my mom is not remotely funny but she has a great sense of humor because she thinks lots of shit is funny as long as basically as long as you don't joke about the catholic church she thinks it's all funny my dad is hilarious but doesn't always have a good sense of humor he kind of can get so my comedy group, we used to talk about this, and we'd say, we think there should be a different phrase for that. Your mother has an appreciation for humor. She doesn't have the sense of when something can be funny and how to make it funny and how to tweak it, like like Peter Parker has spidey sense. She has an appreciation of humor, where your dad, you know, or some, some people don't. Like some people just don't get a joke. They don't have an appreciation of humor. But, they don't, but the sense of humor is the ability to make it funny and see where the humor is, sense where the humor is in a situation. That was that was our definition. I mean, it's not an official one. I'm not saying yeah. that's what it is in the world, but like we, we we wish there were two different ways to say it. I agree. So it's not like it means the same thing. It, I agree that there should be two different ways. I don't know that I think of it that way. I think of it obviously backwards from what you just said, but I do think there needs to be a second option. And I always just did. You're funny, and you have a sense of humor. What do you mean I'm funny? I mean funny like a clown? How? Like I amuse you? Like the things I say are funny to you? Oh my god! I heard um, Jay. Uh, it was a clip of Jay Moore on YouTube yesterday, and he was doing Adam Sandler as that, as Joe Pesci in in that exact scene. Uh -huh. And he was like, oh, how do you think I'm, I'm funny? I'm so funny, I'll take it. And he was just doing the impression, and oh my god, I have something funny to tell you, and it'll be for patrons. But um, anyway, uh, 
but yeah, it was it was a good it was he does a good impression of uh, he's a very good impressionist and uh, his he's uh, one of the more underappreciated uh, like when he was on SNL he pioneered a lot of expressions that they became yeah. standards for other people and he did them first mm-hmm. like he was one of the first walk-ins he's one of the best walk-ins too yeah. and he does in that same clip it was a bunch of his impressions and he says uh, that everyone thinks Kevin Pollock does the best walk-in but Kevin Pollock has too much of a cadence and he's like my walk-in kind of could just randomly and like I, I don't do a good walk-in yeah. obviously but he, he was like, there is no cadence to it. There is no way to guess how I'm going to do it. So have you ever seen the clip of David Grohl talking about when they were uh, Foo Fighters was on yeah. SNL with um, Chris Walken as host? Yeah. Chris Walken goes <laughs> back to Foo Fighters. Where, where do you put the accent in Foo Fighters? We, we put it on fight. Ladies and gentlemen. Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that and they had him do it a week ago because he was on the show randomly for another sketch, and the Foo Fighters were the musical guests. So yeah. instead of having whoever the guest was on that episode, they had Christopher Walken do the. He's part of their lore now. <laughs> yeah, Foo Fighters are patrons. <laughs> Sarah's gonna be like, "Did you just do Adam Sandler playing with your nipples?" <laughs> She's downstairs. Uh, so she's hearing some of what we're doing right Playing now. Playing the greats. He's hitting all his high spots. Yeah. The reason I married that man is Adam Sandler nipple impersonation. Yeah. Yep. I was talking I was talking today at work about um sorry, dogs are going fucking nuts. Um well, who let the dogs in? Yeah. I was talking today at work about we were, somebody brought up that they just saw Gone Girl for the first time, and we started talking about how they, they advertise that as a date movie, and all you know. We started talking about like weird first dates, and I said, I said my first date with Sarah, we went on a date, and um, we went to have lunch because we both worked evenings, so like a lunch date was better for us. I said, and then, and I said I didn't remember any of this until. Sarah reminded me of this like a few years ago. So I don't, I don't really, I now remember it, but I didn't really remember it until she said something. Our entire first date, I talked about time travel because there was a clip of somebody from uh, Charlie Chaplin's The Circus DVD extras uh, that looked like they were holding a cell phone. And I had seen an article explaining how that this is probably a time traveler. And I spent our, probably, I spent our entire, uh, well, that was the article said probably. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wasn't saying probably. I know uh, that's funny though. That's funny, but, but probably a time traveler. Yeah, it, not someone holding something else. Probably yeah. a time traveler. Yeah, no. It was, it was, you know, a conspiracy theory. Um, but we, so I spent our almost our entire first date talking about that, and and when she told me, like late, years later, she's brought it up, and I was like, why did you give me a second date? She goes, I thought you were cute. I thought it was cute. It was, or no, I thought it was sweet. And I was like, what? And and then I was telling at work today, and I said, I must have been really fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, on our second date, not yours and I, but my wife and I, yeah. um, I quoted Star Trek. And then I was like, and she just stared at me, and I was like, well, that's 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 the last date. Yeah. And I was like, I, I'm sorry, that, that was Star Trek, I'm sorry. And she goes, no, no, no. And then she said the next two lines that follow the quote. Nice. Like and her look was, oh my god, I found a Star Trek fan because her previous boyfriend hated Star Trek. So <laughs> what I misread, what I what I misread as horror was turned out by Star Trek. Yeah, 
And we actually spent, we, we, we sat next to each other in class that semester and we, we met in class and we would write Star Trek books to each other and the other person had to write what character said it and what episode it was from. And of course, this is original series because there was no other Star Trek. Book, that was so the question was, I was just was, about to ask because you guys... Animated, yeah, we were dating a year and a half before Next Generation premiered. Gotcha. I have yet to see any of the movies. I've watched some of the original series, uh, maybe five or six episodes of the first season. I watched a bunch of... When I was a kid, I watched a bunch of Next Generation until there was an episode where Picard meets the devil and it scared me and I couldn't Ardra. sleep. Her name is Ardra. I don't remember that. but Her name was Ardra. Okay, I, I believe idea. you. But I was so scared because I was like Logan's age or younger and I couldn't sleep and my parents were like, you're not watching fucking Star Trek anymore. I'm like the one person who was afraid of Star Trek. So, Well, it's like the joke that, uh, or the joke made up, but in um, England, you know, Doctor Who is a kids and adult show. So a lot of the episodes are pretty scary. So yeah. the joke is that kids watch it from behind the couch. Like that's where kids grow up watching Doctor Who. And when Madhavi and I, when the new Doctor Who started, you know, Madhavi and I were watching it, and one day we heard a noise behind us, and we looked, and Jacob was behind the couch watching it. Like, he would sneak down and watch it when we watched it. We didn't know. It was the third or fourth time he had snuck down to watch Doctor Who behind us. So we were like, no, you can watch it. And then we let Joseph watch it, and Leah was like two or three or whatever. When, you know, when Doctor Who's come back on? 2005? Yeah, she was like three. So um, yeah, she started watching it. Like young, she could remember. She doesn't remember a time when she didn't watch Doctor Who. My behind the couch show. You're you're gonna be like, what the fuck? But no, you'll probably think this is awesome. Um, in living color, my mom would watch it, and I think my dad watched a little bit of it. My I mom was a little afraid of all the black people, but if I stayed behind the couch, I was okay. No, I was behind the couch because they thought I was asleep, and they wouldn't have let me watch it not because of the black people, yeah, because yeah. of because the content was not appropriate for a five year old. <laughs> the fly girls. Yeah, not the fly girl so much as like um, it, the entire yeah the entire niche for the show was yeah. adult stuff. It was definitely adult stuff. I jest. I still Kyle Marshall Bill was was preschool humor. That might as well have been Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Let me tell you something. So you're standing in a bucket of gasoline and you're smoking a cigarette. I love Fire Marshall Bill, my favorite. And uh, oh, there's so many good ones. I remember actually. The one that I wouldn't 100% think they would not have let me watch if they had known was um, uh, Venus de Milo or Vera de Milo with the, she just had like the string. It was Jim Carrey as a female bodybuilder with just a string covering her nipples. And then they would rip it off and she'd be like, you've seen my breasts or whatever. You must die. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't, there was a, my parents' bedroom was at the top of like four steps. Like our house was like similar to a townhouse design the way it was in Brooklyn. But so there was a lower level, a middle level where like the kitchen living room entrance was and an upper level where my parents' bedroom was side bedroom. Was. And I there was like five or six steps going up there. And I remember there were shows at night that I would sit on those steps and watch my parents watch and I'd watch the show. And I don't know which shows they were, but I know that they were like primetime shows that weren't appropriate for me necessarily. I mean, inappropriate. They just weren't kids shows. So it was probably like it was probably like uh, Jewish guys, uh, fucking black women. Probably like it was. It was the life and times of Sammy Davis Jr. So yes, he was a Jewish guy. <laughs> yeah, you're hundred percent correct. Hey, I gotta have at least one running joke about your parents. <laughs> 
It's not nearly as drunk. Use that. Go with that. <laughs> your parents. Your parents are so cool that. When there was a time in college where, um, for biology class, me and a bunch of classmates had to go up to the Museum of Natural History in New York and like take notes on certain things or whatever. And on the way back, I was like, "Hey guys, you know, I'm going to stop at my, at my mother's office to go to lunch with my mother. Like we did it like when we went early in the morning." And uh, anyone want to come? So like three or four people said, "Yeah, we'll go meet your mom." So we met my, my mom, went to a Mexican restaurant, and she got the biggest margarita, like like the fishbowl kind. And she was so drunk. And like it's funny because as we were going to the table, two of my friends were over 21, and they and one of them ordered a drink, and the other one was like horrified that that he would order a drink in front of my mom. And then she got this huge margarita, got so drunk that she was like, literally like we had to help walk her back to her office. Nice. That's my. I got at the, when I worked, turned twenty one. I worked at a um, Home Depot, and it was right next to a Ruby Tuesdays. And so, I went to Ruby Tuesdays for lunch, and got what at the time they had. I don't think they sell it anymore. Called a Mega Rita, and mm-hmm. it was thirty two ounces of margarita. Then I went over and worked at like one o'clock at uh, at Home Depot. Yeah, I, I, the most I ever had was one or two beers at lunch at work. When I, I used to work at like a video store, and the fraternity brother of mine waited tables at the restaurant right across the parking lot, and occasionally he would bartend. And so he'd call me when he was bartending during the day, and I'd go and eat lunch sitting at the bar, and he would just pour me like pour me a beer without noting it anywhere because we were just sitting at the bar. So he'd, so I'd have like two beers during lunch, so I'd go back slightly with a little bit of a college buzz, but only barely, Not, nothing that would impair my work. Yeah, I was a cashier, so I wasn't like dealing with heavy machinery, but yeah, I had to rewind video sometimes. Yeah, actually, our store asked people not to rewind videos. We like to give videos out, not rewound. The theory being, and I know I don't know if there's any validity to this, that when you rewind it in your machine, it it tracks it better to your head, so you get a better view of it. I like, don't know if there's any truth to that. That's like, what we told people. I like getting head. Um... Yeah, but, or I was thinking, where I was going. I don't know, but I get really emotional and I get tears in my eyes. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> my favorite thing is they use banana as perfect, obviously designed by God because it's got such a good thick rind to protect it. And so, but bananas are like the most genetically um, cultivated yeah. crop to make it the way it is. Like, <laughs> I mean, literally, like if they did the puddle thing worst example if they did the puddle thing it would be you know like oh the look the water is perfectly formed for this puddle they could not pick a more atheist friendly argument for that than a banana it's perfect yeah and that makes me happy which is an emotion yeah i'm going to be cutting all these little snippets out although we got a good amount for um i'll be cutting these snippets out just leaving in the and that's an emotion and that's an emotion I cut, second that emotion. I cut. I cut together our, or I edited our last episode, and I haven't, I haven't exported the the regular feed yet. But it's like thirty five minutes yeah, after cool. we cut all the shit out of it. So, um, I do think we have enough. Um, do you think we should wrap yeah. up because I'm, yeah, I'm, one of, one of us is losing internet because I'm losing images of you. I don't know if it's me or you, but we should probably wrap up before one of us disappears. It's probably me. Our internet sucks. All right, so. And it's that time again for me to stumble fuck my way through the um, the. You just exit. need to record it in like isolation and just tag it on. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I keep thinking that, but I also like the idea of just having having it be part of the thing and 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 doing it every time. 
If you're watching us on YouTube and you can see our faces, please hit the like, subscribe, ring the bell so you get notifications. Um, you know, watch all the videos all the way through if you want. Like that's Share cool. with your friends. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Share with your enemies. Hey, share with anyone. If someone tells you you're too emotional and you want to tell them to go fuck themselves, share this episode. Now, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're trying to inform somebody, that's like it, I like to share stuff like that. If you're listening to us on iTunes and you would like to be part of that patron feed that we talk about, the $3 one, not the $10 one, you can hit subscribe and and that will, you know, it'll set you up to to get the $3 feed. Um, if you want to get the $10 feed, you do have to go to Patreon, which you can get both the $10 or the $3 feed at. That's patreon.com backslash talking about the big stuff. Um, and if you are on iTunes or anything else hit a like or 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 give us a review anything that that we express that you like the podcast and depending on your app you know what it is so and just, if you're not on itunes you can still go into itunes just to review the podcast you don't yeah. have to use it to listen to the podcast yeah you can absolutely. even listen to it on your home assistant just by calling out her name and saying play the latest episode of talking about the big stuff absolutely or you could call out your home assistant and be like hey subscribe me and let me know when there's another episode i don't know dun, if it'll dun, do dun, that dun. does it do that i don't know so just make that shit up. you're the one who helped overthrow the yep. server farm yep and that is about it oh by the way i don't know if you noticed but i archived all the old videos they're still available but they're not like they're unlisted now, so they're so you can still find them. It, you just go into like archive videos list. Anyway, you got anything? Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. No. Um. Hopefully, yeah, so I, I just real say I don't know if I plugged this. I haven't plugged it in a long time, so I'll plug it now. If I haven't plugged it in a long time, is uh, my brothers and I switched our hot sauce channel to more of just reviewing food and stuff, and it's just fun. It's goofy and it's fun. So if you look for Brooklyn Brothers Food Review. Um, you can find us reviewing food. Sometimes it's restaurants. Sometimes it's like devil dogs. We're yeah. just having fun. Oh my god! Side note, real quick, is that at work we had uh, little Twinkie. Like I guess they're probably regular Twinkies now, but they seem little. Uh, but they were individually wrapped, and they were they're little our... because your boner is bigger than it used to be. Yeah. Well, that's how I measure. Uh, now I'm two Twinkies long. No. <laughs> Um, we had them individually wrapped in our like free samples because we get we we get samples of jerky and candy and a bunch of other shit that's not good for you. And I grabbed one and I was like, because it was the only thing there today. I was like, eh, I could use a twink. Twinkie sounds good. Bit into it, it was fucking pumpkin spice cream inside the Twinkie. <laughs> I was so fucking grossed out. Oh, oh that's great. I mean, I would probably not like to be surprised by pumpkin spice cream in my mouth. Um, but if it wasn't a surprise, I would like it. I do like that flavor profile, but it's always weird to not expect the flavor that you get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just expecting a normal Twinkie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so, thanks everyone for joining us to talk about the big stuff. It makes me happy. And that's an emotion. emotion. The preceding podcast has been a Chocolate Diamond Media LLC production. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.